Uh, let me pray. So, so first slide. So a bit of history. This was a measure of a man in 1974. 1974, I mean, I was around then. Um, as a matter of fact, we used this book when I was staff college in 1976 to 70. I'll let you look at it when I'm finished, but it's highlighted because we went about it the same way we're doing now. One of the 20 characteristics of being a temperate man, in this case for us, um, each week. But it's interesting that Dr. Getz had in his mind sharing the 20 attributes of the measure of a man, and he did it by asking those in his church, those men in his church, if they wanted to get together and talk about what it was to be a measure of a man. And he had 25 guys, and they met Thursday mornings at a hotel for breakfast. They had a 30-minute discussion led by one of the individuals who had come out and then they had 30 minutes of discussion. So I mean, so here we are doing the same thing a little while later, 40 years later. But The Measure of a Man, Dr. Dr. Gene Getz, incredible uh, book. Um, and I'm glad we're doing this. So you been watching the Kavanaugh hearings? You know, one of the privileges, opportunities you have when you're retired is you you can watch things like that from beginning to end. Is there an end? I don't know. Um, but I, I got to thinking about temperate behavior and the Kavanaugh hearings. I came to several conclusions, and one of them was, the world is not my home. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I said, so let me illustrate. So a missionary was coming home after 25 years overseas, small country, had great enthusiasm when he left, but 25 years later he was coming back, he was coming home on a ship, and he wasn't feeling very good. He wasn't feeling like he had accomplished much. Yes, several people had come to the Lord, but several people in 25 years wasn't much. And he was feeling rather down. And as the way home got longer, he felt more distressed, more like a failure. And he wondered what it was going to be like to come home. And the ship docked, and he was feeling bad. As a matter of fact, he was feeling sorry for himself. And uh, just happened to be a rock star on the ship. And a rock star was coming back home after an overseas tour, and there were thousands of people waiting to greet the rock star. And he said, the missionary said to himself, he said, you know, I'll never have this opportunity when I come home. And all of a sudden, a still small voice came into him and said, but you're not home yet. You're not home yet. Um, so 
we're not home yet. Um, not to be intemperate. And I want to talk about what it's like to be a man of temperance. And then I want to talk about a little bit about how you become a man who's temperate. You know, Gene Getz said that he was talking one, one uh, day uh, publicly and a lady was distressed. And she said, the world is just going to crap. The world is just, my world is, is going. And he said to her rather quickly, you haven't seen nothing yet. Um, and he regretted that a little bit, but not much. Because she said, in well, you don't think the Lord would ever let this happen in the United States of America, do you? And his response was, why not? If America turns its back on what Scripture says, America turns its back on what God intends for us to be and what he intends for us to be like, why would he not bring our nation down? And then it occurred to him that, as in 1 Peter 2.11, we are just strangers passing through. You know, as great as our country is, it's not our home. Our citizenship is in heaven, Philippians 3.20. So what does it mean to be temperate? An overseer then must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, temperate, prudent, respectable, hospitable, able to teach. Have you been through the book? It gets overwhelming, doesn't it? And we're supposed to be all these things, and that's the measure of a man? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. That's what we're supposed to be. Now, how can you get through a translation of the Greek word for temperate without getting into the Greek? It's nephilos, nephileos, temperate or sober or alert. Now, I never thought of temperate as being sober or alert, but that's what it means. Sober or alert. It's Greek. You know, when you take a look at Scripture, there's two dominant languages. Old Testament, Old Hebrew, Biblical Hebrew language. He used it to describe things mostly and people. His language. Greek is more nuanced depends on, there are fine differences in meanings of words. There are differences, as Marty says, in where things are placed in a thought. Verbs and verb tenses and all the like. But the fact of the matter is, if you are temperate, you are not lukewarm or gray. You are sober or alert. And there's a clear focus in your life. <clears throat> Here's some of the things that characterize men of temperance. They don't lose their physical, psychological, and spiritual orientation. They maintain stability and steadfastness. They understand where history is going. They're aware that God is in control of the universe as well as the affairs of all mankind. If married, he a loving husband, responsible father, and good provider. Need I go on? I will. 
Applied to this study, I'm quoting from the book, a temperate man has as his goal the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. He understands where history is going. He is aware that God is in control of the universe as well as the affairs of all mankind. However, he also knows he is responsible to do all he can to carry out God's purposes in the world. If married, his goal is to be a loving husband, a responsible father, and a good provider for his family. He is a devoted member of his church, a faithful employer or employee. His consistent objective is to be a dynamic Christian witness wherever he is, by the way he lives and by what he says. As a temperate man, he doesn't go to extremes. On the one hand, he doesn't get bogged down trying to solve all the world's problems. At the same time, he does what he can to solve the social ills, but without neglecting biblical priorities. As a temporal man, he doesn't go on emotional tangents. He relies on God for a sense of inner peace and security, no matter what is happening in the world. This doesn't mean he, has never, he never has periods of anxiety, but overall, he has a sense of stability. In the words of, words of James, minded man unstable in all his ways. As a temperate man, he is a man of prayer. He takes Paul's exhortation to the Philippians seriously. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving let your request. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So I ask the question, are you temperate? Do you follow all these aspects, all these characteristics of a man who is temperate? We can. We should. So how do we become temperate? You turn in Scripture with me to 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 8. I've got it written down in your notes. But it's how you become temperate, how you become alert and sober. And it's by becoming a man of faith, a man of hope, and a man of love. Familiar words? Remember 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter? But the greatest of these is love. So let's talk a little bit about faith. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not as a result of works that no one should boast. If you're going to be a temperate man, you have to be a follower of Christ. That's a given. You cannot be a temperate man without being a follower of Christ. And if you're a follower of Christ, you're a man of faith. It's more than being a man of faith. It's verse 10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. You're a man who needs to demonstrate that faith through his works. Well, what does that mean? Well, go to Hebrews 11. There's action with faith. Faith and action. By faith, Abel offered a better sacrifice than Cain. By faith, Noah prepared an ark. By faith, Abraham obeyed by going out. By faith, Abraham offered up Isaac. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob. By faith, Moses left Egypt. You catch the pattern there? If you're a man of faith, if you're a temperate man, 
You're a man of action. Faith is action. If you're a temperate man, you're a man of hope. You know, I come from the south side of Chicago, but I was a Cubs fan. And for over a century, I waited for the Cubs to win. <laughs> Not anxiously. I have to confess I gave up on them, almost. But faith is an inheritance. Hope is an inheritance. It refers to our eternal inheritance, the hope of salvation, the hope of eternal life. It also refers to our steadfastness and stability. We can't have hope in the midst of our decaying culture because God has given us hope. So I ask the question, so how do you express hope in your world? Your world, the world of your family, your work, coming here on Tuesday mornings. How do you express hope? If you're learning how to express hope. And then there's love. To become temperate men, we must become men of love. Does that, is that too squishy? Do you want to be known as a man of love? I think if you're a temperate man, you do. Because love is patient. You know, if you go to 1 Corinthians 13, the aspects of love are not squishy. Patient, kind, not jealous, does not brag, is not arrogant, does not become... You get you getting the picture here? Getting the picture? And love is the capstone of faith because love believes all things. Love is the capstone of hope because love hopes all things. And love is great because it never fails. So that's how you become a temperate man. We've seen the characteristics of a temperate man. We've seen how to become a temperate man, but it's up to you to put it into practice. Now, it's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to become a temperate man overnight, but you're going to become a temperate man through process and over time as you progress through. Faith, hope, and love. So here are the discussion questions. And it's based on becoming a temperate man. How strong is my faith in God and his word? How is my faith revealed in my actions? You saw in Hebrews 11, the actions of those giants of the Old Testament were expressed in their faith in God. Second, how aware am I of the hope of my calling? Do I fix my hope on this world or the world to come? Do I recognize the home that I'm going to a better place if indeed it's not the best place? And there will be those who will greet me. The missionary wasn't home yet. Am I a man of love? Perhaps the toughest one, because tough is rising characteristic of temperance. 
And an easy question at the end, what are some specific ways we can, be, we can become men of faith, hope, and love? I give that to you. So thank you for giving me the opportunity. This is not an easy subject, and I could uh, speak much longer on it. But the fact of the matter is um, being temperate is not lukewarm. It's not gray. It doesn't have to do with just alcohol consumption. It has to do with being sober and alert. Um, nephelios, the Greek word for temperance. Let me pray for us. Father, we thank you and praise you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, your love. Father, we thank you that you've given us opportunities to grow in our faith, in our hope, and in our love for you. And in so doing, we will become men who are temperate in who they are. In Jesus' name, amen.